it's true. You're joining another rendition of Volcano Radio. I am Matt Driscoll, Volcano Editor. Sitting with me is Reverend Adam McKinney. Hi, everybody. Steph DeRosa, also in the house. Hello. Are you tweeting or texting? Or, uh, I'm reading Facebook. Reading Facebook? <laughs> reading about Don Cornelius. Yeah, I'm, I'm catching up on the latest news. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Boy, the show's producer, is with us. He has not shot anyone yet, which is... Uh, the show's still early, though. Oh! Oh, there it goes. Blew it. <laughs> Uh, he's just, I think he's just shooting at Spoke uh, too soon. beer cans. Spoke I think too that's all. soon. Uh, we've pretty much got the Super Bowl of shows lined up today, I would <laughs> that's say. That's one way to put it. That yeah. is one way to put it, an accurate way to put it. We've got uh, a, a pretty big show. We've got uh, weekly volcano hip hop columnist Josh Reisberg is coming in. He'll be mm-hmm. talking hip hop with us. That's kind of unsuper Bowl related. But we also have, uh, Steph has talked the Cloverleaf Pizza here in Tacoma into bringing us free pizza. Mm, yeah. That's what I understand. So uh, that's very Super Bowl like, mm-hmm. and then um, continuing her good deeds for the show. Not only have you lined up uh, pizza, Steph, but you've uh, you've lured a nine year old child. I love that you use the word lured. Every I know. Sounds yes. so dirty. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to sound dirty. Okay. No. I'm trying to sound uh, provocative is what I'm. <laughs> yeah. Going for. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like 60 minutes. <laughs> it's, I'm okay with we're just being, being provocative. Exactly. Exactly. We're spar- we're stirring the pot. So you've lo- you've lo- who what kid in her right mind would come in and join us one with parents that trust me Mm. um, which is their first mistake mistake yes yes so that will probably never happen again well um at least uh we you haven't broken their trust yet and we're probably going to get a Mm -hmm. bit of radio gold out of it her name is izzy and she apparently uh knows a whole lot about football and she's a patriots fan and she's coming in to talk super bowl with us yes thank you for uh allowing me to have her here. I'm telling you, anytime you want to bring in I'm a I'm hoping she'll give you a to, hard time. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Really we'll bust your balls, yeah. Mr. Pa- Cupcheck. She's a Patriots fan. Who I, I have trouble liking a Patriots fan. i got to be honest with mm. you. She's darn Hockey cute. Hockey have it yet? Even, even if she's a nine-year-old girl. I have trouble <laughs> I have trouble getting behind Hey, that. hey, you like apples? Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? That's, that's uh, uh, Matt Damon from uh, Goodwill Hunting, that's, right? That's that's football stuff, right? That is well, basically, <laughs> it's basically kind of like football, synonymous with football. <laughs> um, so, as you can tell, we've got a huge show lined up this week. It's going to be really big. Can I just quote Goodwill Hunting while she's here? I would. Uh, I would hope you would. I would hope you would. Okay. Um, you usually just quote Goodwill Hunting when we converse. So why would you change? Well, for when I give you a bear hug and whisper, it's not your fault over and over. <laughs> exactly. Ah, yeah. uh, Adam, you brought in some music. No. <laughs> yes, you sound already <laughs> exasperated. No, not at all. Okay. Uh, the first song we're going to hear is a band that we're covering in the uh, paper this week. It's Zodiac Death Valley, and the song is called La Raison.
Weekly Volcanoes, the South Sound's only alternative news weekly. Offering the most comprehensive coverage of local arts, music, and dining in the South Sound, the Weekly Volcano is free every Thursday at locations throughout the region. It's also just a mouse click away at weeklyvolcano.com. Read yours today and get in on the party. segment in which the crew of Volcano Radio talks a local sucker, I mean restaurant, into sending them free food to eat. It's true. It's time <laughs> for uh, it's time for another bite of the week on the weekly Volcano Volcano Radio. Uh, very, very noisy diner this time. It is a lot of talking, a lot of chatter yeah. in the background, but that's it's a popular place to be. People are excited. That's true, and you know why they're excited? Why is that? Because Debbie from the Cloverleaf brought Cloverleaf pizza mm. in tonight. Oh, huge, huge! Thank you, Debbie, for bringing in the pizza. Yeah, Thank thanks. you. First and foremost, what kind of pizza do we have tonight? A huge Larson and a huge half. Um, pepperoni, black olive, and the other half is bacon, pineapple, and onion. Now, now real oh, quickly, wow. just in, for, for the seven people out there who don't already know <laughs> what the Larson is, what, what's on the Larson? Canadian bacon, hamburger, sausage, bacon, pepperoncinis, onions, and extra cheese. And that's oh. one of the most popular? At well, the it's our favorite, all the employees' favorite. Gotcha, mm. gotcha. Thank you for coming in. You're welcome. Absolutely. Um, Debbie actually spoke with Steph uh, for a story that you were working on yes. for um, uh, Person, Place, or Thing. Yes. Yes, sir. She was uh, pro- quite possibly one of the best interviews I've ever had. She was very well prepared, answered all my questions, didn't hesitate, didn't hold anything back. So, thank you. No, no pressure for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Setting me up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I... You guys just celebrated 50 years of, of pizza, is that the idea? 50 years of serving pizza, not yeah. 50 years of being in business. Right. And so it's a, it's a, there's a lot of history there behind, uh, behind what you do. Yes. And uh, we're very proud of our product, and we wanted to share. It was more of a customer appreciation week than anything else. We were looking for an excuse to show our customers how much we really appreciate them. So we had a week-long celebration and lots of prizes and a wall of fame and how long have you been a customer? And we're going to put that back up for St. Patty's Day, too. That's awesome. I bet I bet there have been some people there who have just been coming since the very beginning. 60s. Wow. Wow. Um, what? Just because I don't believe we've touched on it, and it's poor form. But uh, you're the owner of the Clover Leaf. Yes. Yes. So not, we didn't just bring in somebody from the kitchen. We've got the cream of the crop here from the over. I, I think Steph, you have some questions written down or something, right? Yes, actually, <laughs> i I had heard uh, a, I had heard from somebody that 
well, I've heard from a couple of restaurants, I think, that maybe they're using the uh, cloverleaf recipe. Crust recipe. Crust right? recipe, yeah. yeah it's, thank you. It's, it's much... Uh, it's you it's know, a unique it's, crust. It's, yes. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of what makes the cloverleaf pizza... Mm-hmm. W- w- yeah. Definitely. Well, when I asked Debbie that the other day in the end, when I was talking to her in the initial interview, she gave me a really good answer, and I I, uh, I wanted to ask you again here, because I, I wasn't able to put it into the column, but tell me the story of the crust and the recipe of the crust. Um, Larry Turco is the one who created... Uh, brought the recipe to the cloverleaf and he worked with another couple out in ponders years and years ago and that's where the recipe was created and then when he bought the cloverleaf he brought the recipe with him okay and so the recipe has been at the cloverleaf since it started serving pizza now did he ever write it down not that i know of and my um father-in-law had um leonard mankey had bought the cloverleaf from Larry Turco. In and what then, year? Um, 1971. Okay. And, you know, I was involved in the cloverleaf as a teenager, and, and, and never once did I see a written recipe. And when I bought it from Leonard, there was no written recipe. There were just, you know, there was a handful of people that knew how to make it. And one of the people had taught me, and another one... There, there, when I bought it, there were three people total that knew how to make the recipe. And how long had they worked there? Uh, one of them had worked there over 25 years um, at the time. It must have been closer to 30, actually. And she retired. And then when I bought it, she came back for two years oh, wow. um, to work with me. You know, old family friend, just this wonderful little Asian woman, Hiroko. And uh, she was just a kick. She's still around, but um, she's not working anymore. She retired, of course. And then uh, Melissa, who still works at Cloverleaf, she's been there over 20 years. Wow. And I make the dough, and the only other person is the kitchen manager, Jeremy. So there's four of us now that make the re- uh, make the dough. So according to your story the other day, Larry, Larry never wrote it down. So this is kind of like... Um a tradition, you know, you just kind of know somebody teaches you how to make it. But when you came in, there were three different ways to make it. Those three people were making it three different ways. And so what did you have to do to, what? tell me what you did next. Well, Leonard took me in the kitchen and he says, put about this much flour and about this much yeast and about this much this. <laughs> Stir it all up and there you go. <laughs> so um, then I watched uh, Hiroko make it, who Hiroko made beautiful dough um, but her first day dough was the best dough. And Melissa made wonderful dough, but her second day dough was the best dough after it had cured longer. So there was obviously a difference in the curing of the dough because part of the dough, what makes the dough so good is that um, it sits out and it rises and falls and rises and falls. And so I watched how each of them did it, and I, you know, wrote it down, and I tweaked it a little, little less yeast on this one, a little less sugar on this one, a little less, you know, whatever, until I finally got it down to one recipe, and it took a year to do it. And then I had a friend of mine who's a math teacher. I gave her a, a centerline recipe, and I had her do the mathematical equations oh to make gosh. it higher and lower. And because I could do the, the math, but I couldn't break it into cups and ounces and you know, yeah. round it off to the, because it was, you know, 0.7777, on and on. So she wrote it out and made a perfect recipe for me. And that's the crust we've been eating since 2004. Right. See, wow. you yeah. can't even tell the difference, really. No, that I, was that was some awesome history. I say we eat some of the pizza we have yes. we have here. To, you know, that's the whole point of this is now get, Yeah, get right up close to the mic. Yeah. Adam, well, Adam's how, already finished not open. Yeah. 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 I got a head start on you This guys, is Adam's actually. like one meal of the week. Yeah. That's the joke I make anytime that we that's, do this. That's true. Never one, stops being Wonder funny. Boy's no. going for his third piece? Yeah. But who's counting? What's your, te- what's your favorite, uh, when, you're, when you're done chewing stuff, what's your favorite cloverleaf pizza you think? <laughs> well, the first time I, I, I'm you're talking with my mouth full, I apologize. The first time I ever had pepperoni on a pizza was at the cloverleaf. You remember that vividly? I do. And you still use canned mushrooms, correct? Well, that's another story in itself because um, canned mushrooms were there when I bought it. And I had customers inquire all the time, why do you use canned mushrooms? Why do you, you know, why I don't love you the use canned fresh? mushrooms. Yes, and a lot of people do. And, but I did a week-long poll uh, of customers because anytime I'm going to do a change, uh, I first poll my employees, then I, 
you know, with taste test, and then I do so with the customers, and then, you know, take everybody's input before I make a change and or addition. And so a bunch of customers wanted fresh mushrooms. So we tried it and tried it, and we got it down to where it worked. But we still have a supply of canned mushrooms we keep on hands for the old-timers who still like oh. the canned mushrooms. Are you a canned mushroom fan? Matt? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just think it's awesome that there's um, people out there who are, like, passionate about their cloverleaf mm-hmm. pizza that, mm-hmm. you know, have been eating it for so long that they're, like, steadfast about their canned mushrooms. That's, I, I think that's probably, besides the awesome pizzas, the coolest thing about the cloverleaf is just the history of it all. It feels like, you know, kind of like it's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Agreed. At least in Tacoma. It feels like kind of like one of those iconic t- Tacoma places. That was really good. It was, it was, it was spicy, it's too. Um, the uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Larson. Well, uh, I am a pepperoncini is too. not a spicy pepper like when you eat it on a salad, uh-huh. but when you cook it, it becomes spicy, especially when you put it with Italian sausage. Well, there's one that uh, we usually get with uh, the pepperoncini and salami and black olives. <laughs> Boy, our breath is yeah. kicking after <laughs> that. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you. That really was awesome. You. I appreciate thank you, it. And thank you for bringing the pizza. Yeah, she brought us pizza. That was, that was yes. awesome. Thanks for having me. back on Volcano Radio, <laughs> listening to it maybe on nwccradio.com, or maybe you just downloaded it as, as a podcast. Adam is still here. Steph is still here. Yep. Hey, guys. Still, uh, still rocking in the free world. We had the pizza earlier. We're continuing the Super Bowl of shows, yes. so, so to speak. That we're, was awesome. What quarter are we in right now, would you say? Oh, uh, we, End are, of first, beginning of second? I think we're winding down the second quarter, maybe going into uh, going into the big halftime spectacular. Mm, Madonna. Which, no, it's going to be much better for it's going to be much better than Wardrobe Madonna for us. <laughs> you know, while the real Super Bowl lined up Madonna, sixty-seven-year-old Madonna or whatever she is, we brought in actually Josh Reisberg, weekly volcano hip hop columnist. Yeah, this week. we we also just heard a song. If, we did. If you would like me to tell you, worth that. mentioning. Okay. It's the pharmacy with uh, "Dig Your Grave." Do uh, these do these hipsters like hunt you down if you don't a- a- announce their band? I mean, is there are they? Do they get mad at you? I actually i I failed to mention two bands on one episode, and I felt really terrible about it. But you felt personally terrible. But did they notice? No, I doubt okay. it. But but the the you know the pharmacy the, in their video for the song they murder a woman. It really. Uh, gory and bloody and so they might do the same to me fair enough best not to mess with that although we do have uh we we've got wonder boy on our side and he's packing heat that's true uh but 
as we mentioned, uh, Josh Reisberg was nice enough to come into the studio this week and talk about local hip-hop, which we'll listen to right now. <clears throat> All right, we're on Volcano Radio, and we have a very special guest tonight, uh, Josh Reisberg, uh, hip-hop columnist for the Weekly Volcano, and also uh, very active in the in the t- local Tacoma hip-hop scene himself, has graced us with his presence this evening. First of all, Josh, thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. Been meaning to set this up for a while. You've uh, you've been doing your thing for the Volcano for about a year now. We were trying to figure it out off air, but uh, it's, it's almost a year, right? Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. Oh, it's uh, been a great year for me. No problem. I, no, it's uh, I don't mean it like that at all. It's been it's been. <laughs> no, thank you. I Josh. do. I I mean that. No, I think what I mean you're really well, the thing I appreciate about your work is you're really high, highlighting some of the uh, you know really true Tacoma art that's coming out that w- probably wouldn't otherwise find its way to print. I mean the stuff you most of the stuff you write about is it getting rid of, written about anywhere else in, in Tacoma? Maybe after I write about it. Boom. Uh, hey, uh, yeah. I might see some other music writers hop up on it then yeah yeah but yeah. I, I think <laughs> like like me like i know you must cringe every time i write about a hip-hop every, uh, like, uh, no everybody does good writing uh, on about hip-hop i thought honestly. you really nailed the, the brake lights adam i think you're really <laughs> yeah you've been jamming that uh that rap face ever since right yeah. rap I think he's face. getting a little red uh, a are little you getting red little, well it might be the whiskey uh, i'll be talking about where the brake lights where you can see the brake lights coming up nice. in february nice um so you were gonna i think Highlight maybe a, a couple of people in the area right now who are, who are um, very active and, and worth people's attention. Who, who yeah. should people check out right now? Okay, definitely. If you want some good local artists to check out, Google or whatever, I would start with Leezy Soprano right now. That's Leezy Soprano. He's from Tacoma. He's from uh, 45th and Portland Avenue area, east side of Tacoma. He's one of the most popular... Probably most popular street artists right now making street music in Tacoma and uh, it's getting noticed all around Seattle and even nationally right now. As we speak right now, he's in Los Angeles, California. You covered Leezy in this week's column. Yeah, and so, he's he's got a he's got an at least relatively new video on YouTube, right? He's got he's got a few videos from his new from his newest uh, album called United We Ball. And the one, uh, the newest one is, is actually called Leezy. Yeah, so definitely watch that. There's some good cameos hey, in there also. Adam, how come indie rock bands and hipsters don't come up with as good as album names as uh, hip-hop guys? <laughs> I mean, you know? I don't know. How come Vampire or Vampire Weekend's not doing United We Ball? Because that's awesome. His alias yeah. is Lay McVeigh. That's awesome. So, yeah, <laughs> right? it doesn't yeah, stop. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not creative people. <laughs> By the way, Josh, uh, someone I covered recently, I want to get your opinion on, uh, Macklemore. Because he's been kind of divisive, at least uh, yeah. relatively recently. Um, or maybe it's always been that way. Well, no, I don't think so. I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's... I think the the divisive thing is not so much Macklemore, but it's people wondering why that that type of of hip hop or artist like shot to the top so fast. Right. Uh, so I think it's more of a no one dislikes Macklemore. I think everybody knows Macklemore is like a really good genuine artist with real flow. I think it's more of like a commentary on. It's more of almost a demographic argument, you know, a social right. commentary about, you know, what what sort of image of Seattle and Seattle hip hop gets pushed out there nationally. Right. Um, could so it, could I, it be that people just secretly really miss House of Pain? Yeah. <laughs> They're taking it out on Macklemore. Yeah, I do. I do think that there's a large Irish yeah. hip hop drinking contingent that will would would love. Not love to be, to be always have that on, always yeah. have that bandwagon to jump yeah. on. Yeah, sure. That's a powerful. That's a powerful block out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh. But sorry, I interrupted. Uh, no, so. no, that's quite all right. That How was dare you. that was that was amazing. Uh, who else locally oh. in Tacoma? Should okay, people check um, out for? okay. Uh, uh, there's uh, a <clears throat> this month is the Blue Nose Music Family. They're a label that is run by Greg Double. They are just doing shows everywhere in every city all the time. The Gonzo family is another group that is just doing shows, you know, having multiple shows a month, high energy, multiple cities in the state. Um, now, if you're a fan of uh, hip hop in Tacoma or the general Tacoma area, and maybe you're not like out in the scene yet, where are the places where where you, you go to see this stuff live? I mean, where is this stuff happening? The majority of hip hop in Tacoma on a regular basis 
is found in I, I i call you know the outer parts of tacoma we're talking like club california like on 56 in portland uh you're not like, in downtown no there's the majority is not in downtown yeah uh you know like spanaway at crickets or el perone um isn't Hell's there's Kitchen? rum runners on south tacoma way so kind of out there hell's the the only hell's kitchen has like a weekly thing going on they have a they have a monthly thing monthly and that's that's the place to see hip-hop in downtown um and you, you've got your monthly thing at right the Swiss, yeah. right my monthly is at hell's kitchen is that the hell's that's kitchen? where third thursday that was, that's that was horrible it, it was at swiss for a little while I should, okay see i was, yeah. it wasn't just totally made you're not totally out of touch yeah. no just does the swiss, moderately out of touch yeah. does the swiss still do something did they did some did they replace you or something happened? there's or? no hip-hop at the swiss on any sort of regular basis no. I Hell's just, Kitchen's got it then. Huh? They, that's where that, I'm doing that, it. Nice. Yeah, that, that would be an odd venue for it, I think. I think I, so too. They they do stuff every once in a while, but yeah, I mean they're they're obviously more of like a cover bandy. Right. Yeah. Go right. after work with your boss. Blues. And have they're big on blues. <laughs> yeah. Take I love your mom nachos. to the bar. I love <laughs> yeah. Hey now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey now. <laughs> we don't want me to bring this nachos. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ain't right. And then. Um, so yeah, there's Hell's Kitchen the third Thursday. That's every third Thursday. This month it's actually the fourth Thursday because it's Fatal Luciano's album release show. Oh man! And he's he's from Sport and Life Records in Seattle, coming down to have a Tacoma album release. He's also doing one in Seattle, but definitely lucky to get him to come down here to do that. You talk about some of the crossover between Seattle and Tacoma. What is kind of Tacoma's reputation in the in the greater uh, you know world of hip hop in the Pacific Northwest? I mean, when I, people think of Tacoma, what do they think about? I'd say it mirrors Tacoma's larger you know larger vibe which is like gritty and blue collar and hardcore and you know kind of dirt dirt under the fingernails and right um you know just a little bit more rough around the edges than seattle who are, um, who are some of the right. names that get associated with tacoma hip-hop um Lizzy soprano yeah. right now there's second second family gets a lot of props in um seattle like evergreen one and city hall do really good in seattle they're constantly uh you know just grinding on you know yeah. putting stuff out there they're yeah very active that's the one thing you know hip-hop again adam hip-hop folks so much more active than you you know just apathetic that, that's, hipster that's types. true <laughs> or yeah the apathetic hipster guys yeah or types sure yeah. anyways Whatever flannel shirt. Uh, we're like flannel. Yeah, both of you have some weird plaid going fl- on. Flannel twinsies <laughs> going oh, on. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we, we, I, we interrupted you with this garbage. Where, where yeah. were you, Josh? So we were talking about um, big, big, big names in, yeah. in Tacoma hip hop that get out there. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Evergreen One, he's finally having a solo album release. He's is that late February? That's late I think? February yeah. this month. So. Yeah. We'll give the details on that coming up. Yeah, I think the warehouse is involved mm-hmm. with putting that. And aren't the brake lights on that show, too? Yes, they are. Look at that. Look yes. at my hip-hop hey, knowledge there. there you go. I don't even need to be here. That's more <laughs> calendar knowledge than uh, hip-hop yeah, knowledge. Yeah, that is. Well, that's are, true. are the brake lights doing the um, all ages at Luigi's? Yes. Yeah. I was going to talk about that, too. Oh, I'm I really, sorry. Man. What's on up, top of it. What is up with the brake lights? What's what's your impression of they're the brake lights? Right they're hot Yeah, they're awesome. They're yeah. they're fun. This party hip-hop. They're They're... They play instruments. They got the band vibe, so they're very musical. That's so great. And the MC is like not a nerdy rock rap type of rapper that you would think maybe would rap over a band. He's very proficient. He's got skills. So I think that um, people that wouldn't normally listen to like a party band rap hip hop, they hear Brake Lights and they dig it. Yeah. So it's not the Flowbots, then, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Yeah, okay. not the Flowbots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you while, while we have you here is, uh, you know, you've been kind enough to write a column for the volcano, but obviously we're involved with the hip hop scene long before that. How does, has that been a weird, you know, not the transition, but something to add to, to your, I mean, does that create any sort of weirdness for you or is it different Um, now than are you, do you have to be cognizant of, uh, I think a little, I do a little bit. I mean, I think I, when I first started, I wasn't quite sure like what that would mean for, for, for for me like getting covered or whatever um but i mean honestly if i had to choose i mean i would i'd 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 rather shine light on the scene and still just i i'd be i'm an artist to express myself so as long as i can do both yeah you know that's good enough for me 
Cool. Um. So you were uh. You got the. You got your calendar over there. That yeah. You've been, you can uh, run down. You've been. Uh, you've been wanting to plenty of know, good stuff. All the to... shows we've you know already mentioned aside. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's let's hear where where people should head this month. All right. Well, first off, just just to like mess with what you were saying i teach my poetry class Boom. every single friday yeah, i've seen that what's up with the poetry class did you and was it your sister in, in yeah she's a she's an awesome poet too yeah. so she she guest guest lectured that's awesome performed. do you consider i mean what's it this is a big question here uh the difference between hip-hop and poetry i mean is it's there, big i mean yeah i mean they they cross over and poetry is in hip-hop and right and vice versa but it's two different things. I mean, there's hip hop culture, and and then there's people that aren't connected with hip hop at all that that might still come to my poetry class. Do you consider yourself a poet first before a hip hop artist, or a hip hop artist and then a poet? Um, I was a hip hop fan first. Uh, yeah, I was a member of the hip hop community yeah. first. I was a b boy. I wasn't necessarily an MC or a rapper. I mean, I was too young to really be a good rapper, but I was still breakdancing and stuff. And right. and then. And then I got into spoken word and then decided to to MC. Cool, cool. All right, calendar. Okay, here we go. So every Friday at 6 p.m. at the Dash Center for Performing Arts, you could take a spoken word hip-hop class taught by me. All you need to do is call 253-507-9466 to register. They also have an Art of Hip-Hop class, which is 9 p.m. the same night. And those are all ages. You know, you can take them. You can sign up your kids. They have scholarships. They have different packages. So go check that spot out. Starting at the top, February 9th, Thursday, February 9th, Mr. Vaughn will be performing at the Swiss. Uh, at the Swiss. So that's a mixed bill, though. There's there's some other bands on there. He's the only hip-hop artist. Uh, <clears throat> Saturday, February 18th, is a Pisces party. That's at Stonegate Pizza on South Tacoma Way. Uh, Stonegate Pizza is just starting to have shows there, so go check that out. See if you like that spot. That show starts at 8 p.m. It's $5, 21 plus. That will be Blue Nose Music, Gonzo Family, Shao Sosa. I'll be hosting that show, and that is Greg Double and Thunder Chief's birthday also. Sunday, February 19th at the California Nightclub on Portland Avenue is Brother Lynch Hung. You guys know about him? He's from Sacramento, California. He's a national artist that's coming yeah. to Tacoma. Opening up for him is Guap Fam. Adam, Adam followed uh, that guy for a while. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. <laughs> the, up in the parking lot. Uh, so, uh, so Brother Lynch Hung, February 19th at California Nightclub on Portland Avenue. That's a Sunday. Opening up for Brother Lynch Hung is the Guap Fam, Gonzo Family, Blue Nose Music, Nocturnal Decipher, and DJ Jersey will be there. It's $25 pre-sale, $30 at the door. That show starts at 8 p.m. So you can see Blue Nose and Gonzo are, are pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, February 28th, this is an official Word Third Thursday event, is Fado Luciano of Sport & Life Records' Tacoma album release show. This is at Hell's Kitchen, 9 p.m. It's $3. On that bill, opening up for Fatal is Shao Sosa, Greg Double, once again, of Blue Nose Music, Todd Sykes doing a solo beat set, That's which awesome. is pretty awesome. awesome. So he won't be emceeing. He'll be he'll have his MP3. He'll be making improv beats right there, which is something he's just started to do. I know he wants to wants people to come check that out. And Handlebar Raw um, of and DJ and DJ Iceman, hosted by Mr. Vaughn, and that is a Word Third Thursday event. Saturday, February 25th at The Space on Court C is Evergreen One's solo album release show with Fly Moon Royalty. They're kind of like an electro, electro soul funk group. Yeah, I saw They're the name. I never heard of it. Yeah, isn't that name awesome? It is Fly awesome. Moon Royalty. It, yeah. yeah, it caught my eye. I, I want to be Fly Moon Royalty when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, um, electro soul funk. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're also on Sport and Life Records. Uh, Dyslexic and The Brake Lights are on that bill. That's uh, $8 advance tickets, $10 at the door. I don't know what the capacity wow. is to that spot, but it looks like... It's something like 150 It looks I like think. it probably yeah. will sell out. Yeah. So, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, wow. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be either. They've been putting the word out about that. Yeah. Well, the, the space and the warehouse, their, yeah. their shows are going to be well attended and promoted no matter what. And then people have been waiting for an Evergreen One solo record since they knew about him. Yeah. 
And then last but not least, Saturday, February, also Saturday, February 25th at 6 p.m. at Hell's Kitchen, Coolio is back. Oh, shut up. He's back? He's back. Oh, my gosh. taking a break from the gathering of the Juggalos to come visit us. (laughs) He he played Jazz Bones last time. I saw pictures. And Oli. Wasn't he down in Oli at the vault Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two shows. So he's hitting Hell's Kitchen this time. That's $20 pre-sale. He's got bills to pay. He's (laughs) got a cell phone like everybody else. Don't we all, man? Uh, well, yeah. Josh, thanks for coming in, hey, man. Thanks for having awesome. me. You, you brought a song that you're going to go yeah, out on. Definitely, yeah. This is a uh, this song is called "Lazy" by Lazy Soprano. It's got a video on YouTube, and enjoy. I can't wait. And if you have any questions, go ahead, Facebook me, Twitter me about anything I said, any of these shows, any of my music, any of my lyrics, my class, whatever. And, and read the weekly. What's the word? Yes, the read what's volcano. the word? Yeah, weeklyvolcano.com. Thank you very much. Bye. Yeah. Like McVeigh. You know what it is. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hustle hard. Day to day shit. We all hit the stage when that 808 kick. Uh. Fresh J's. Fade away, swish. I'm winning counting dollars with a way to make sense. Uh, Legit killers never have to hit a fence. In the league, never fatigue. You niggas sit the bench. Uh, Stuff the rocket in a pocket full of lint. Grab the keys, proceed to make a profit in this bitch. What's your purpose? Trying to find mine. Just hoping dollar signs are enough to buy time. I'm like Rocky in his prime. Headed to the top, try to stop me if I'm lying. Letter to my pops, and if they catch me on this crime, I'll be going back. And if I catch you from the blind, nigga, I I ain't holding back. Take me to jail because it only makes me smarter. Curse my enemies, drown them in holy water. I break bread with the mob that I'm a part of. Blood on my hands, let us pray, Heavenly Father. Love from the fans, cause ain't no stopping when I start up. And I'm only a man, but a lion I got the heart of. Out here trying to get it. Hustled all my life, spend money to make money no matter the price. Climbing up the ladder, few get to do it twice. So if ever you get the chance to do it, do it right. Yeah, as you know, everybody's a target. I'm stepping on competition like everybody's a carpet. I don't rap, I spit loogie, so sue me when I hawk it. Do the math, get your cash, you gon' need to chalk it. Walk around like I'm really the talk around town. Get your lady to pay me like when parking downtown. To these lanes, I'm Damon Wayne's. Homie, don't play that. We know Leezy's the best, but we just hope he don't say that His words are so superb, so we gon' need a playback I told the bitch, huh, she thought I owned my own Maybach Nah, but if I did, I'd probably paint the bitch gray black Pull up to the fish house, where the fuck is valet at? Ordinary nigga, dreams bigger than the city Formed a team when I seen Jigga, Dr. Dre, and Diddy Do it, so now the muses got a modern pocket and Biggie Feel to it, just hate it, ain't no proper way to envy Out here tryna get it Hustled all my life, spend money to make money no matter the price. Climbing up the ladder, few get to do it twice. So if ever you get the chance to do it, do it right. Out here trying to get it. Hustled all my life, spend money to make money no matter the price. Climbing up the ladder, few get to do it twice. So if ever you get the chance to do it, do it right. Believe it or not, you're still listening to Volcano Radio. Adam has not left yet. No, still not here. Yet. Not yet. Steph, I'm here. Still here. We're still. Uh, we're keeping it real. We're rocking in the free world. We actually sang that. <laughs> well, uh, we sang like the the five words that we know That's, from that. Song. That is that song. <laughs> All right. Keep on rocking in the free world. Uh, what tempo are we on right now? Okay, I don't we're know. Off the it's, fucking rails. It's not important. You know, uh, it's. It's okay to cuss because we've still got the little girl outside, but when we bring the little yes, girl in... she's in the holding pen. When we bring the little girl <laughs> the in, room. Adam, uh, I'm going to ask you to hold your obscenities. I if will. You could. Okay. Uh, Steph, I, I think now would be, now is the time to, uh, to speak with let's Izzy. Let's do it. Let's, uh, let's have let's that bring happen her right in. now. And now it's time for Trouble with DeRosa with the Weekly Volcano's very own Steph DeRosa. It's true. It is time for trouble with DeRosa here on Volcano Radio, and you are here, Steph DeRosa. It. Yes. Yeah, and you've 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 lured a child. Into I have. Our, uh, I have. It didn't take much. 
It, not at all. I um, the promise of pizza was uh, exactly probably helped there. <laughs> and and talk of football, believe it or not, got mm. her right. This is than this is in honor of the Super Bowl this weekend. Yes. you've a lot. You've arranged this guest. Yes, we've had Cloverleaf, and I thought, um, who's who? Who can I get to come against Matt Driscoll and his cup check column? <laughs> and um, who would probably create the most trouble? And who would be? Um, the oddest person to bring on to talk about football, but yet quite knowledgeable. And that's my nine-year-old friend. You're nine, right? Okay. You're my nine-year-old friend, Isabel Higgins. We call her Izzy. Say hi. Hi. Thanks for coming in. Hi, Izzy. You uh, automatically know more about football than Reverend Adam. Yes. So uh, <laughs> you've got that. You've got that going for you right out of the get-go. Heisman. Heisman. No. Heisman is involved. Heisman. In, that's enough. Okay. That's about the uh, fourth thing he's listed yeah. that he knows. That's it. <laughs> Thank you for coming in, Izzy. She's a she's a Patriots fan, right? Steph? Yeah. Is that the, well, the, yeah. Well, uncross okay. your arms. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh-huh. a pa- so it's a big weekend for you coming up with the with the. You with can't the Super nod. Bowl. You have to say yes or no. Yeah. yeah. Who's playing in the Super Bowl? Patriots and the Giants. Look at Adam. the way she's Giants. listening. Yeah, I just looked at. If you could see that via radio, that you was don't this. Know that. I assumed Patriots were involved somehow. They're Patriots and the Giants. Okay. How, how do you see this one going, Izzy? How do you see this this game going? Um. Well, in Super Bowl Forty Two, I think the Patriots were cocky about it. But now I don't think they're going to be as cocky going into Super Bowl Forty Six. Right, because they're not unbeaten this time. They were a little cocky last time, but. It, I don't know. The Giants, uh, the Giants might not be as good this time. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like the Patriots got a better chance in this one than they did the last time. But are did, you worried about Adam? I'm do you sorry. have a football did, related question? You did, would like to correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Didn't the Giants just come off of like an amazing win recently? Wasn't that a thing that happened at some point? Uh, yeah, they won. Did this happen? Yeah, I mean, people seemed excited about it. Yeah, Izzy, was, what happened? Explain to the, the Giants Adam just won. Happened. I mean, the Giants won the NFC Championship game, and they yeah, they, they, they advanced to the to Super Bowl. That's usually how it happens. Kick a field goal. <laughs> they had to kick a field goal to win, and they kicked the because with the new Super Bowl rules, you, the, each team gets a possession, and then the they each got a possession, and when the Giants kicked the ball it bounced off the guy on the 49ers knee and the Giants recovered that's it. awesome yeah she's oh talking about gosh. the new the new overtime rules for the playoffs where they've kind of tweaked the rules this year and they're a lot you know they don't want games to end on a field goal but yeah it was it was very exciting and unless you're the guy for San Francisco who booted the ball twice and then that's not very exciting for him um but who, who is your who is your favorite Patriot is it let me guess Tom Brady yep yeah I saw that coming I do saw, they call wh- you Mrs. Brady yep what do you what do you like about Big Tom? Um, he's a good player, and I like his attitude. He's he has um a good attitude. He's a leader. He's a leader. You can't you can't you can't argue with his his leadership skills, and he's he's fairly good looking as far as men go. <laughs> How's from, his arm? He's got a good arm, Adam. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. So, um, how, how did you come to root for? You know, we're here in Tacoma, Washington. How did you come to root for the Patriots? There must be some. Uh... Um, my dad is actually from that area, so um, I'm a big Patriots fan. Well, that made it pretty easy on you. What you're nine, and what their dynasty has been going on how long? Has she ever known a bad Patriots team? Uh, no. Dad says. Dad says no. Uh, yeah, I mean that's gotta be pretty good. She didn't. Uh, did you suffer? She was born four weeks before the first Super Bowl they went. Wow, so it's been a good ride for you. Good job, Noah. A good ride for you. Maybe yeah. any connection maybe between Izzy being good oh. luck and the Patriots? That's something. Let's hope so because if she lives a long time, then I won't have any bad seasons. Right, you won't have, you won't, so you, you yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's probably not good to interview someone off air, but I was going to ask, you know, because it's not like the Patriots have always been good. There were some lean no. years. There were they some were, lean years. They're not, they haven't been the best Every single season, yeah. it's not like they're the best team in the whole world. They they have lost quite a few games. They they weren't that good, but then they when they got Tom Brady, yeah. they actually got pretty good. But Tom Brady, it took a lot of time for him to, him to get like the way he is now to get like. With his possession with the football. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was nowhere near the Tom no. Brady when when he first took over for Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, 
Now, yeah. now, now, Izzy, are you a fair weather fan? When the Patriots are doing bad, do you turn on them? Do you do you get mad at them? Um, you start rooting for the Giants or no, that Devil Rays? No, just shut up. Not the Devil Rays. Okay. Uh, are you worried about because uh, this year the Patriots' offense has a lot to do with the tight ends and yeah, Rob Gronkowski. He injured his he injured his ankle in the in the AFC Championship game, and there's some speculation about how you know how uh, healthy he's, he's going to be at game he's time. He's supposed to be playing in the Super Bowl. Are you so. worried about it though a little bit? Um, no, because yeah. he's a tough player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is what is your uh, what do you got planned for the Super Bowl? What do you anything big planned for the day? How how are you going to go down? How do you watch the game? Are you do you get into it and really really emotional and uh, or? Well, last season's playoffs, when the Patriots lost to the Jets, I ran up to my room and started crying. Yeah, it was the first round. <laughs> awesome. It was the first round. It wasn't. It's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, and it's a long off season. I, but then I, the Steelers beat the Giants, so I was happy. And then I wanted Green Bay to win because I don't really like the Steelers. Yeah, who likes the Steelers? Nobody likes uh. the Steelers. Yeah. Oh well. Um, what do you? I, I know you probably don't want to don't want to picture this, but uh, I mean, how do you go on if the Giants happen to win? Uh, well, we have. My mom's friend, my basketball coach, he likes the Giants, so I'll probably get a lot of grief from him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming in today. I, you know, I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't like the Patriots. Um, oh. I, I don't. Look at her face. You I gotta know. give it back, Izzy. You gotta tell them. You uh, tell them how it is. But the big button that. Is now when I come to be watching the Super Bowl, I'm not going to be thinking about, oh, there's Tom Brady. What a pretty. I'm going to be thinking about Izzy rooting for Tom Brady. And that's going to make it hard for me to. You're going to be conflicted. Yeah. yeah. Root against the Patriots as hard yeah. as I usually do because I know it's going to, you know, it all comes back to Izzy now. It doesn't. It's not just about Tom Brady and his pretty face. It's about <laughs> Izzy and her fanship. It's like how I wanted, you know, Rachel and Ross to get together. But then when Joey <laughs> happened, I just had to be happy for Joey. <laughs> It's like that, right? It's exactly like that. Okay. It's exactly like that. <laughs> All right, good. Ah, Steph, thank you for luring a child in. Absolutely. Izzy, thank you for stopping by. Parents, thank yep. you for letting her come, even though you know me. Um, do you have a prediction on the score for this weekend? Um, you want to bet the spread? <laughs> uh, over, under? Uh, <laughs> My yeah. dad asked me that question in the car. A little prep? That's good thinking. So I was thinking like maybe twenty seven to thirty six. Mm. With the with the Patriots on top there? Yeah, I like it. Thank you for coming in, Izzy. Thank yep. you. Thank you.
You're entering the final segment of Volcano Radio. Wow, what a wild ride. Oh, yeah, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It was. Reference, reference. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, we just heard a song, Adam. What was that? Uh, that was Wake Up Darlin' by the Morels. Indeed. Uh, you're... We, basically, this was our Super Bowl of shows. Let's just recap real quickly what mm-hmm. you heard. We had uh, nine-year-old Izzy in. She talked football, which was she, completely awesome. Really great. She kind of blew. She's going to make it hard to she root was, against she the was, Patriots. She was a, a real delight, and I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by the whole experience. Wow. Good. Wow, I hope you're was, not just saying that because I'm, you know, I'll because, kick your ass because or, you're yeah. staring a hole in me. You're scared was, of me. That yeah. was easily the most genuine thing I think you have ever said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, no. Uh, we had the Cloverleaf in. They brought us pizza. Which was again awesome. Yes, and Josh Reisberg came no in doubt. and talked hip hop, which was which was awesome. We it's really a great nailed show. it. I think we are soaked in Gatorade right now. Boom! We are soaked in Gatorade. Yeah. We are the MVP. We are going to Disneyland. <laughs> yes, to see Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Right. You know what's even better is uh, the show is about to wrap up on NWCZ Radio right now. But if you listen uh, on, in podcast form, we're going to send you into a, a movie biz buzz that we have this week by yeah. uh, Christopher Wood. He talks to Olympia fin- filmmaker Ken Carlson, so that should be awesome. It's always great. Cool. So thanks, guys, for another awesome episode. It's Chris with Movie Buzz. If you're on internet radio and looking for the most cinematic, non-alcoholic buzz, bam, you found it. Back once again at Movie Buzz HQ, Puyallup's beautiful Liberty Theater, and I'm here with two brand new filmmakers for this week's show, uh, both from Olympia. The first is writer, director, DP, just jack-of-all-trades, Mr. Ken Carlson, and his friend and filmmaking collaborator, Lee Wok Vo. Guys, thanks for making the long drive from Olympia tonight. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Let's start by backtracking a little bit. Uh, Ken, you've had a pretty busy 2011, I'd say. Your group, Mutually Assured Productions, starting their first ever film festival, the Olympia Awesome Film Festival, OAF, as was affectionately called. How was OAF last year? OAF was a lot of fun. Um, it, was a, it was a good time. A lot of uh, local businesses donated prizes, and we had a lot of filmmakers from Portland, Tacoma, Seattle, Olympia, and, uh, and even other places. Nice. 
I was sorry to hear when you told me recently that Oaf will not be returning in 2012. There will not be another Oaf, uh, not by Mutually Assured Productions. It was it was fun to do, but it was a lot of work, and it, it seemed like the kind of work that it was was not necessarily something that we wanted to focus our efforts in that direction. Um, we decided, and I decided, that I would much rather be spending my effort uh, making films as opposed to hosting film festivals. Um, not to say that I don't think there's a, a niche or a hole that could be filled by such independent film festivals, because there definitely, I believe, is, is room for that. So the call is out there, pretty much. Someone to carry on the Oaf torch. Absolutely. And you know what? If you want to make your own independent film festival, I think that would be fantastic. If you want to call it Oaf, you're more than welcome to, but it's definitely not requisite. What about Ken Carlson's Olympia Awesome Festival? have that, you know. Um, you know, you can do that, but I mean, it'd be cool if you at least uh, ask me if you want to use my name. But okay. you know, whatever, it's common enough that I think you can do it. Okay. And right around that time last year, you did the Grand Cinema's 72-hour film competition. Absolutely. And I think you took home an award for your short film, Senator Feelgood. Yeah, Senator Feelgood, we took home the, uh, I said runner-up or okay. honorable mention. I think it said honorable mention. I'm not yes. sure which it is. Something like that. Had you ever done a contest like that before? No, that was the first uh, film race, uh, quote-unquote film race, that, that we had done uh, or that I had done. And it was a lot of fun. Do you think you'll uh, be making a triumphant return? Absolutely. I don't know how triumphant it'll be, but I will definitely make a return. <laughs> nice. And uh, besides that, I mean, you've also been just kind of making your own independent film projects. Um, you may have come out with more, but I, I know of at least two. There was Pacifica, which debuted kind of later in the summer last year. And then you had something in the fall called Misconnection. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pacifica, uh, the biggest stick, I, I like it a lot. It takes place in a kind of a future alternate, um, what do you call it, dystopian yeah. Pacific Northwest. It's essentially supposed to be, you know, like Seattle, Tacoma, Olympia area um, in a dystopian format in the future. We were originally going to do like seven or eight of those as vignettes and have them all a part of this whole story. Um, we, sh we did uh, The Biggest Stick because it was the, the easiest to film out of all of them that we had, and it was a lot of fun. Senator Feelgood, Pacifica, and Misconnection, people can watch all of those. They're, on, they're online, right? Ready for viewing? Yeah, absolutely. You can watch uh, all of our short films at mutuallyassured.com. So now, it's a brand new year. What are the two of you cooking up in 2012? Uh, Leewalk and I are working on producing a feature. Um, and, I mean, you know, we're not trying to change the face of cinema or anything like that. We just like to craft uh, an engaging and entertaining story. So, you know, we're working on the screenplay right now and we're starting to look at uh, financing options and trying to trying to figure out a way to um, figure out a distribution method that's going to allow us to actually um, turn this filmmaking gig into something that we can do regularly. We're trying to plan all the financial end of things to make it a profitable project uh, from the start. So like before we've even you know, cast a single person or, you know, rented a piece of equipment. We want to, you know, make sure that this can be a profitable venture. Okay. Let's get, let's get Lee Walk in on this. Uh, so what's the name of this, this film? Uh, well, the working title currently is, uh, I guess, Irresistible, which was just kind of an off-the-cuff title. We were, the, the title wasn't really our, 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 our biggest concern at the time, which mm -hmm. is uh, trying to get all our ideas down on paper, which... It was quite, quite an undertaking because everything was coming to us so quickly. Um, have you guys worked on anything previously up to this point? Um, well, actually, we started working on uh, this sketch comedy show called Damn It, This is Stupid in 99 or 2000. And it really, uh, that's, that's, we did that for, I don't know how many years, but it was a lot of years, a lot of effort, and mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of fun. And I always wanted to return to that, but I, I moved to Seattle uh, for college and just kind of never came back except for on the weekends to hang out. And this is, I think, my first full-fledged like effort coming or collaboration with you. This whole last year, I, I pretty much spent in Brazil or outside of the country. And so when I, while I was there, I was like, when I come back, I'd really like to to get together with you and and work on something. It was kind of amazing and impressive how we were on the same page with almost every single thing that came up. So we crafted our outline. And then reworked it, and you know, uh, changed a lot of details, and 
and changed it again. And so we've got a pretty solid outline, got a good log line that we're working from in terms of the story we want to tell. And now it's kind of a, a point of just, you know, filling in all the blanks. Have either of you tackled a project this big? I've, I've never done anything to this scale. Um, mutually Assured Productions was pretty much the, the most ambitious projects I had ever done um, film-wise. And the longest one was Missed Connection, and that's like 25 minutes, which is really long for a short. Yeah. Um, but no, nothing nothing like this yet. But, you know, I definitely felt like it was time to, uh, to move forward and to do something a little more substantial than just short films. Not that I don't love short films, because I do. They're great. But uh, for me personally, it was definitely time to, to focus my sights on something a little a little bigger. You're required to write so much. So what have been the challenges of that? Uh, I think the biggest challenges have, have, have been to, um, when you're brainstorming these characters, is to try to differentiate them and, and, and to kind of develop a voice for them in a way that makes it easy for you to write it as someone who, you know, you don't identify with these people necessarily. I and mean, we're both guys and... And we're trying to write. Um, the, um, the protagonist is a, you know, very strong-willed woman, and so like like those are some of the the big things. And then who who should, the uh, you know what should the antagonist look like, or all these supporting characters? It's like how to how do we enrich those characters? And those are the things where we go back and forth on and 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 spend a lot of hours on just thinking about what should they be and you know what should they sound like and and, and I don't know that those are hurdles. I guess those because they're pretty fun actually thinking about these characters and. and in, in, in like a different light each day that we think about the script. Okay, so Ken Carlson and Lee Wok Vo, two intrepid filmmakers from Olympia, venturing into new territory with a bigger project, a feature, and all that taking on a project of that size entails with financing and screenwriting and all the rest. So good luck to the two of you, and thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in once again to the Movie Buzz. Have a good night. Adios.